0: good morning good afternoon and good evening to you all this is the business day spotlight your destination for african business made simple my name is mudiwa gawaza and for today we do get into something that we've spoken about on a number of uh, different occasions on this platform and that is uh, the issue of uh, cybersecurity. because we've always you know spoken about it in the sense of how do you keep your organization safe how do you keep yourself away from um, you know scams educating people within an organization, email fraud, all of these different things that are happening, ransomware attacks, all of that, and we've seen that really on the rise over the pandemic period. So against that backdrop, there's been you know new developments. When we talk about the economy, we've really been uh, talking over the last three to four weeks about the Russia-Ukraine crisis, and that has also brought in an element of cyber warfare as well, which has increased demand over, over over the last couple of weeks for all of those different services because people are really now realizing that things like uh, cyber security cyber attacks can be used in an actual war uh, so we saw a couple of uh, you know indexes in the u.s i think big cyber security companies you know increasing in valuation and all of that because of everything that's going on one can think about the likes of uh, palo altos etc but to help us to unpack what's going on in the market and what people can do to help themselves now with that we're joined by dan thornton who is uh, the ceo of goldfish and uh, just to hear what's going on in the market right now and how people can you know protect themselves and for more opportunistic people how people can get in and capitalize on the opportunity that's there (laughs) Dan, greetings to you today. Good
1: morning. Thank you very much for having me.
0: I think a good place for us to start. Usually we want to get a sense of the organization. I was saying to Dan just before we got on that I like the name Goldfish because it's fish spelled P-H-I-S-H, which, uh, you know, alludes to a fishing scandal. So a really nice play on words there. Goldfish, what is it that you guys are doing? What are you guys up to?
1: Uh, We're a a fully remote working web-based security awareness training solution. We help businesses globally protect themselves uh, and their employees from from cyber threats. And we do that through delivering training to the employees and uh, providing simulated phishing attacks against companies and and allow them to build secure culture within their their companies to try and manage their risk, reduce their cyber risk uh, and stay safe.
0: You know, with everything that's gone on over the last two years, uh, there was a lot that was being said about the fact that more people working from home, etc., was exposing a lot of um, enterprise systems to the threat of attack, was accessing all of these systems from less secure locations, all of that. But could you talk to us in the present day, what has Russia and Ukraine done to change the landscape and uh, I guess people's awareness and organizational awareness about cybersecurity?
1: COVID-19 pandemic over the last two years definitely created a cybersecurity boom. The digitization that the world went through and then all the the follow-on scams that we saw, you know, related to to COVID-19 and and the different apps that were used. And, you know, so the the world was very much exposed to a a huge boom in in both the threat and the cybersecurity industry that grew to sort of meet that threat. And with the Ukraine crisis now, I believe we're going to see that boom grow and and be driven even further. The capabilities of Russia with their, their cyber capabilities and the threat of cyber attack and the threat of cyber warfare is really nothing new. The media is definitely very excited about it. There's a lot of stories of you know, cyber warfare and, and cyber Armageddon. But you know, the, the capabilities that the Russia have had in the cyberspace have been evident for a number of years now. We've seen some, some significant global attacks and some huge cyber incidents really occur over the last few years that can be linked back to Russia and their cyber warfare capability. But we will definitely... Definitely see growing attacks from Russia um, against Ukraine. And unfortunately, that could spill out of that territory um, and become a global problem.
0: Um, Dan, maybe you could characterize for us because I think over the last year, we've seen some interesting developments in the way of cyber attacks and the way that one, they're being conducted and uh, two, also the way that uh, they're impacting businesses. Um, I'm thinking about some of the oil pipeline attacks in the US. I'm thinking about the banks being um, financial services institutions in South Africa, etc. But in the case of a war, Right, that seems to be a different ball game altogether. What are the risks?
1: Yeah, great question. And 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 you know the, those incidents that you mentioned, going back to 2017, you know, lo- long before this current crisis. But the the NotPetya attack in 2017 was regarded as the most costly cyber attack in in history. And they linked that back to to Russian military capabilities with the Sandworm hacker group. What they actually did in in that case is they targeted software that was used um, significantly around Ukrainian businesses and in the Ukrainian industry and targeted that software. What happened is the the virus actually got out of Ukraine and spread worldwide, um, destroying computer systems of thousands of companies. And they estimated the, the cost of that attack to be about $10 billion of damage worldwide. So just a perfect example of how Russia attacking Ukraine has the potential to get out and, and actually affect the rest of the world, even if they're not targeting other countries or targeting other sectors specifically. You know In 2020, the solar winds uh, attack. Um, again, linked back to Russian capability and Russian threat actors. They hacked SolarWinds, which is a maker of network management software. Um, and through that hack, actually gained access to about 18,000 of its customers. So this very clearly outlines what the industry refers to as supply chain risk, one company can be hacked and and all of their customers can then be impacted by that. And that's what we could see coming out of the current crisis and and Russian capability there.
0: It really does sound like, uh, you know, we're playing in a different uh, area um, right now, different type of warfare um, that's going on. But from what you can see, right, because there's been this increase uh, in awareness, etc., where are the actual risks? And when I say where are the risks, I mean... We've already seen the Russians participating in cyber in cyber warfare of some sort for years now. One can think about um, whatever meddling is said to have happened in the in the u s election where Donald Trump was elected all of those things that are that are spoken about when it comes to russia but like right now, would it be purely a risk let's say russia to ukraine or could we see potential risk spilling out either to other european countries or other countries that are said to be aligned to either russia or ukraine should uh, associated countries associated organizations businesses that have operations in those in that region etc are is everyone at risk or is it this more purely i guess a government to government type of risk Uh, i guess from a reality point of view because because I'm sure those are the things that people would be worried about to say, my large corporation, am I immune or am I going to potentially be um, some type of uh, uh, a liability along the way, some type of collateral damage?
1: So looking at, at the cyber risk really over the next 12 months, if, if you will, I mean, we, we're we looking at sort of three three levels of risk. Um, you could consider the, the supply chain risk from the Ukraine crisis. So Russia is certainly going to be targeting Ukraine as, as part of their war effort, as, as part of their strategy for, for destabilizing the the, the, the country. Um, they are going to be targeting different Ukrainian systems, different critical infrastructure, different businesses in Ukraine, um, for sure. Um, as we saw with the Nopataya attack, um, there is definitely potential for that to spill over. Um into different global industries and, and global economies, and, and different businesses situated all over the world could feel the impact um, if certain Ukrainian systems are, are attacked. Um, so there is a, a supply chain risk there. Retaliation attacks, secondly, by Russia against uh countries that are implementing sanctions against them. Um, This is definitely a possibility. Um, And any retaliation by Russia against countries um, would more than likely be against their their financial industries, against their critical infrastructure. And this is why we've seen a large push by the White House, um, by the UK government, and by other European countries to really get their, their industries and their businesses um, ready for for these types of attacks and and increase in cyber threat, and then finally, you know, a continued threat of cybercrime. Um, the you know the the push from Russia, the increase in in cyber threat from Russia, and the talk about the the Ukrainian crisis there, um, that has certainly increased the risk um, globally, um, as we've mentioned. But the the existing risk that we've experienced over the last few years from cybercrime groups globally um, is certainly not going anywhere soon. In fact, you know, their their capabilities continue to increase, and we will see a continued increase in different scams linking to the ukrainian crisis um linking to you know all sorts of of continued events and um developments in in different crises over the next year those cyber crime groups jump on those opportunities and and will continue to implement attacks against businesses worldwide so the cyber threat is is not going anywhere um but certainly we're going to see an uptick in it um uh, over the next few months for sure
0: No, most certainly. And with everything that's going on, one can expect that there will be um, that escalation. If the last two years is anything to go by, then there will likely be a steady, steady increase, if not an exponential one in uh, those threats and those risks. So perhaps for people that are then thinking about this from an organizational point of view, uh, because at the end of the day, you never know where linkages might lie. You know what I mean? Because um, these days it's seems that one company's data uh, being breached can actually have, uh, you know, impacts and downstream consequences for a number of different organizations. If um, third parties are being used to hold, you know, certain types of data, one can think about credit bureaus for example and the type of data that they hold on banks or financial services institutions getting into one of those um, doesn't only expose the credit bureau but also the data of the financial services institutions that are feeding into that so it's really you know a big issue and everyone needs to be vigilant so bringing it back to the work that you guys said uh, as goldfish you're doing how can organizations be protecting themselves right Right now, particularly around the culture, because I think from all the research I've personally done, it seems human error tends to be quite a big uh, point of vulnerability.
1: Yeah, so the, the, the research is showing that, you know, from successful attacks, um, from, from losses experienced from cyber attacks, um, they're predicting about 90% um, of these attacks are actually caused by some form of, of human error. And so it's, it's really just building up, as you say, a, a culture within organizations. Um, just a, an understanding from the CEO of of businesses down to the intern, absolutely everybody in an organization needs to understand the seriousness of of cybersecurity, understands the importance of, of protecting data, protecting systems, protecting devices within an organization, um, and really starting to um, take security uh, a lot more seriously than it has been in the past. Um, we're at a point now where, cybersecurity is, is a vital business risk. Um and it's it's a responsibility for the board to take very seriously, for business owners to take very seriously, and start investing in, um, and that you know that that investment needs to be into you know their their risk management services that, that they they're looking after their data, they're looking after their systems, um, and building secure cultures within their organisations um, so that they can um, withstand cyber attacks, that they can be as as cyber resilient as as possible, and protect their businesses from that.
0: No, thank you so much for that, Dan. Perhaps as a parting shot, um, I was, uh, you know, just going through um something that your team that your team sent to us earlier on, and uh, you know, very interesting to see uh, because we are a business platform. We're always interested in funding. You know, how much money? Not necessarily how much money, but do you see real money going behind? Um, I guess threat response or at least mitigation of some sort. Um, when it comes to what's going on right now.
1: Definitely, um, th- there's been a lot of consolidation in the cybersecurity industry as as a whole. The the money being pumped into uh, into into organisations who are coming up with with technical controls and technical strategies um, is huge. Um, there's been a lot of consolidation in the industry of the large cybersecurity players um, acquiring small sort of technical players to to form some pretty significant global companies right now in this industry that's really growing um, significantly year on year and and they're forecasting that growth to to continue. In our space, in the security awareness training and and phishing space, um, there's been a a few large developments there, quite a lot of funding, um, a number of acquisitions over the last couple of years. And the first security awareness training company you actually went public in the U.S. last year on a three billion dollar valuation, so you know, really, really good to see that training is is being regarded now, and educating employees is being regarded as as a significantly important security control as part of you know wider risk management strategies. Um, another part of of the industry that that is blowing up right now and a very interesting space to be watching is the cyber insurance industry as well. So while your cyber security companies that are providing all the the controls and and the solutions to mitigate that risk, insurance is now you know your, all your larger insurance companies worldwide are introducing specialty coverage um, to cover cyber risks. So to cover to cover business losses, business interruption, fines, ransom payments, all of this is now being covered by cybersecurity companies. And that's an industry that's absolutely exploding right now and definitely one to watch
0: certainly a lot to watch um, you know, in the sector, and uh, we thank so much Dan Thornton, who is uh, the CEO of Goldfish, giving us some insight into the state um, of uh, cybersecurity right now. Um, insight around the fact that um, the Russia-Ukraine crisis has really changed the landscape, heightening the need for cybersecurity, but also at the same time heightening uh, the type of awareness that uh, is needed, and also at the same time just... Making organizations cognizant of the fact that they do need to protect themselves, and from an economic point of view, um, we've seen a couple of cyber attacks that uh, you know have been crippling to infrastructure, even going on to impact some oil prices, supplies of real-world goods, etc. So it can really go, you know, pear-shaped really quickly if things do go wrong. And uh, one of the things that he's talking about is the fact that organizations need need to be able to engender a culture of cybersecurity awareness, uh, but also at the same time, organizations themselves, before we get into the awareness part, organizations themselves need to be aware of the risk and how important it is and then pass that on to their people so that the entire organization does remain vigilant because there's a lot of money that stands to be at risk. An interesting uh, fact is that uh, Gartner, the research firm, has forecasted that in May last the worldwide cybersecurity risk management spending would jump by 12 and a half percent to exceed 150 billion rand, or roughly two trillion 150 billion dollars, or roughly two trillion rand in 2021. And one can imagine that because of what's now going on, that number is likely to be far exceeded. Dan, thank you so much for being with us today.
1: Thank you very much for having me. This, this is, is Muddua's take
0: cybersecurity looks like it's not uh, one of those nice-to-haves anymore. Uh, We've been talking about this quite a bit um, on the platform uh, around cybersecurity, but that was within the context uh, of COVID-19, more people working from home, etc. But now when you see it um, in the realm of war, and this is not to say that cyber warfare is anything new. I think cyber attacks have been happening by state actors around the world for a number of years now. But where you see an actual physical conflict as big and as high profile as the russia ukraine one being augmented by what's going on in the cyber realm or online that uh, just uh, you know gives new credence new respect new importance to the investment in cybersecurity and why it's important for people to be just making sure that they have uh, the proper plans in place because it does become an economic issue i'm just thinking about the solar winds attack that dan highlighted earlier on and also one of the pipelines from last year that had to pay a ransom you know in bitcoin and all of that stuff these things can have real world consequences You know what I mean? Um, Infrastructure around electricity, water, roads, etc. can be hacked and can cause actual mayhem uh, that would take millions, if not billions, to actually repair. So it's very important from an economic point of view to be taking these things seriously and uh, to be plowing and having the right amount of investment behind them.